0: Welcome to the Tactical Toolbelt Climate Tech Podcast. On this show, we focus on how the real estate industry, the world's single largest emitter of greenhouse gases, can leverage climate tech to become part of the sustainability solution. I'm your host, Greg Smithies. I'm a partner on the Climate Tech team at Fifth Wall, the largest and most active venture investor in technology for the real estate industry. In this podcast, we'll be joined by people on the front lines the people inventing, investing in, and deploying the climate tech will need to make our homes, offices, and communities more efficient, more sustainable, and ever closer to carbon zero. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of a Tactical Tool about Climate Tech, where we talk to people who are on the forefront of decarbonizing the built environment. And today, we have the fantastic opportunity to talk to uh, the CEO and co-founder of a new portfolio company for Fifth Wall, uh, Lauren Solz, uh from Sealed. Um, Lauren, thanks so much for uh, joining us today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And um, maybe before we hop into what Sealed does, um, would love to hear a little bit of uh, your background. You know, you're the co-founder of a startup, uh, recently had a baby. Um, and so uh, in, in my mind, basically Superwoman. Um, yeah, maybe maybe give me a little bit of, of how you got got to where you are today.
1: Yep. Uh, a little bit about me. So I grew up in New Jersey where I'm actually currently living again. Um, I'm the grandchild of immigrants who fleed persecution in their home countries. So I'll definitely say that hard work, innovation, and calculated risk-taking is definitely in my blood.
0: Immigrants, we get the job done.
1: Exactly. We <laughs> definitely get the job done. Um, I did a series of unconventional things before and during college. You know, While everyone else was getting internships at banks and consulting firms, I was volunteering in developing countries, working on organic farms, being a street musician, and the common thread there that I was always looking for ways to explore the world and to make as big of an impact as possible. And then when I graduated from college, I ended up making a very conventional choice. I started off my career working at McKinsey, which was a great place to start my career. And the biggest takeaway there is I learned what working with exceptional people was like. Um, Ultimately, I wasn't That passion about what I was doing every day, and I thought there were ways I could make a bigger impact. I also had a mentor who encouraged me to quit and start my own company. So eventually I did. And I ended up meeting my now co-founder, Andy, on AngelList, actually, which is, I think, not the conventional way to meet one's startup co-founders.
0: Yep. Yep. And I, I think, you know, McKinsey's a good place where, where a lot of uh, founders have started, right? I think it's, it sets you with a good stead of sort of how the business world works um, and a great network, right. To, to get started. Um, but then, yes, then we, we see a lot of people leaving big, big corporate world because uh, you don't have that sort of oomph of, of feeling like you're, you're really helping to change the world. So with that in mind, um, you and Andy went off and started sealed. What was the problem you were trying to solve? What was uh, that you were so passionate about that made you leave, you know, the cushy confines of a of a McKinsey paycheck?
1: Yeah, so there's two big problems. So one is a climate problem, the other is a consumer problem. So on the climate problem, fundamentally, buildings consume too much energy. And it's actually completely unnecessary, and I think that real estate consumes something like 40% plus of all energy. Um, which is a huge share of the problems that are causing climate change. And the biggest share of that is actually residential. And we won't be able to address climate change issues without addressing home energy use. And then the second problem, right, there's a very clear consumer pain point, which is that people live in drafty, uncomfortable homes that have these really outdated heating and cooling systems. So a very common complaint that people have is uneven temperatures where one kid is too hot, the other is too cold, or a family can't use their living room all winter or all summer, which is really sad because a home tends to be a family's larger or one of the largest investments that they ever make. And people don't know how to solve the problem. And these two things combined is actually a very long standing known problem. And the interesting thing is that really effective hardware already exists to solve both of these problems. And we're talking about very tried and true technologies like air sealing, insulation, new HVAC systems. Although, on the HVAC side, there's been a lot of progress made, especially with electrification over the past five to 10 years. Um, smart home tech, uh, LED bulbs, things have been around for a while, but they've seen really low customer adoption. And the reasons for this is that it's too much of a hassle and it's too expensive upfront.
0: Yeah, so I, I can uh, opine on the too much of a hassle. So I currently am trying to get a heat pump installed in my new house. Uh, I had people. Well, first off, I had to search around and Google through some of the most archaic websites I've ever experienced in my life. Um, I had to call up people because none of them have you know contact me forms, and as a millennial, actually getting on the phone and calling someone is a nightmare. Um, and I did this all back in February, and we're sitting in you know close on June right now. And is my heat pump yet installed? No. Um, so I, 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 can, I can say now I run a climate, a climate fund. I'm pretty determined when it comes to these things. So I cannot imagine how many blockades there are here for an average consumer who maybe kind of cares about this stuff, um, but uh, it's almost an insurmountable amount of effort that has to go in here for people to get a lot of this stuff done.
1: And Greg, I can't tell you how common your story is during this fundraising process, how many climate tech investors I spoke to who wanted to get this work done and haven't done it yet because it's too much of a hassle.
0: Yep. OK, so let's maybe maybe take a second then on just how big is this problem, right? How much should we actually uh, care about it? Um, you know, offhand, yes, I know there are there are lots of houses out there, but uh, surely this can't be that big.
1: It's an enormous problem and a huge opportunity as well. So there's over 100 million homes in the US alone. And the majority of them need to be retrofitted. And that's just in the US. And in terms of dollar amounts, the global market size is in the trillions of dollars. And if you think about it, there's been a big emphasis in terms of public policy on new construction, but actually the biggest opportunity we think is that is an existing housing stock because most of the homes in the US that are gonna be lived in during the 21st century were already built during the 20th century.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I think the stat is something like if you say net zero is twenty fifty, right? Make make up a year that everybody's shooting for. Um, around about seventy five percent of the buildings that will be around then exist right now. That's correct. So this is clearly clearly a retrofit a retrofit solution that is needed, and I think there is something like two hundred and seventy trillion dollars worth of buildings out there that need retrofitting. I, I don't offhand know, know the numbers for single family homes, right? But it's sizable.
1: Yeah, it's 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 a huge amount. And the other point I'll make as well is that. If we're looking to take homes off of fossil fuels, there's a few things that need to happen for that to occur. And the biggest thing is that you need to electrify homes first. And everyone's been talking about that you need to electrify cars and transportation, but really buildings is the big opportunity, right, in terms of market size, in terms of carbon impact, and also in terms of where people spend the most time
0: yep yep and i think there's also as as we're talking about coming out of covid and um growing the economy and all of this stuff just surely uh, the the amount of jobs that can go into into retrofitting houses i I think numbers i was looking at recently is that um a million dollars of investment into uh renewable energy infrastructure which obviously we should do creates about five jobs right whereas a million dollars invested into retrofitting buildings creates uh, somewhere between 12 and 14 jobs, right? And these are also jobs that, um, you know, we can take people and readily train them to do it as opposed to, I don't know, training someone to go and run a nuclear power plant is probably somewhat t- more difficult than training someone to put insulation in a home, for example. Absolutely. Okay. So we've sort of danced around the, to- the topic. Um, we understand the problem, but then how does SEALD actually solve this?
1: So we solve this by focusing on the consumer problem first, which is that it's too much of a hassle and it's too expensive. So what we do is we try to make it as easy and affordable as possible. And what I mean by that is that we figure out the best combination of improvements to solve their specific problems, and we find the best contractor to do the work. But the key reason why people trust us to make those decisions for them is because of the way that we're paying for the improvements. So SEALD covers the cost of the improvements upfront. And people pay us back based on their energy savings. So we only get paid if people actually see an energy reduction. And what this does is it takes all the risk off of the homeowner. So their kind of worst case scenario is that they get a free home improvement if ultimately they don't work. And the reason why we're comfortable taking on this risk is because we've created technology that very accurately predicts homes' future energy usage. And we've spent many years building up a large, high-quality data set of difficult to obtain data and building algorithms that figure out how much energy people will save based on the improvements that we're putting in their home.
0: And uh, what sort of savings do people actually see in the real world?
1: Anything from 20% to 70%. Wow. And it depends on uh, the combination of improvements that you do. So, you know, the low-hanging fruit is air sealing and insulation things that make the home more com- comfortable but a lot of people also need new hvac equipment and when you're talking about adding an air source heat pump that's where you can see energy savings reductions of 70 percent. yeah that, that those are some incredible numbers um okay maybe give me uh 30
0: seconds on what the hell the heat pump is because i think uh, a lot of people maybe maybe aren't familiar with this technology
1: that's a great question. So 30 seconds on what a heat pump is. So a heat pump is a combined system that both heats and cools someone's home. And the way that that's possible is that during the summertime, the heat pump removes heat from the air. And then during the wintertime, it actually uses the heat from the outside hair and brings it into the home. And that sounds like a strange concept during the wintertime, but there is always heat that exists in the air that can be processed and pumped into a home. And actually, the way it works is kind of like a large re- refrigerator in terms of the technology, which means that it's super quiet and super efficient.
0: yep. So in, in essence, I think the the good analogy I've heard and also why they called a heat pump is, A heat pump doesn't create heat or create cold. It's just moving heat from one place to another. It's either taking heat from inside your house and dumping it outside, or it's taking heat from outside your house and dumping it inside. Um, And then the great thing with that, because you're not actually creating heat, uh, this seems thermodynamically nuts, but they can be more than 100% efficient. Um, It seems like the math there should work, but it literally means like if you put a watt of energy into this thing, it can create more than one watt of heat inside your house effectively because it's bringing the actual heat from the outside. Um, So it's it's incredible technology.
1: Right. They're almost unbelievably efficient. And the great thing as well is there's no combustion in your home. So it can lead to better indoor air quality. And actually, it's very state-of-the-art technology that is used in the top museums around the world, as well as places like Buckingham Palace places that they really care about the indoor air quality and also really granularly controlling the temperature and climate inside.
0: Yep, absolutely. and I, I don't know. So you've you've got a you've got a young one. I've got a a relatively fresh out of the oven baby. Um, and I'm actually looking at at all of the combustion that's going on in our house. We're replacing our, our gas stove with an induction um, system. Hopefully, my heat pump will come here too, because I think there's there's a lot of uh, a science now actually around particulate matter, the the PM two point five stuff that's coming off of your gas range and out of your furnace, uh, leading to asthma and developmental um, problems and things like that. So. Um, absolutely side benefits it's basically uh, less money for utilities more comfortable house um, and healthier occupants right it's kind of like a no-brainer here and then no money up front and I only pay if I save money on my utility bill um, what's what's the downside here <laughs> is there anyone
1: I I, I I don't think there's any downside here and What One thing I'm going to point out about the things you just mentioned, nowhere on that list is that the buyer's motivation was helping to save the planet. And that's the really key thing, is that we strongly believe at SEAL that there needs to be a clear consumer benefit for people to take action. Most people even though most people do care about climate change and they care about the environment, it's very difficult to mobilize people to take action based on those motivations. But things that people do care about are things like air quality, things like having a more comfortable home, and not having upfront costs. And those are things that we're focused on.
0: Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, Okay, so... Where to from here? Right now, uh, you know, you just raised a round. Uh, that's why we're chatting. You know, Fifth Wall invested here. Uh, we're very excited about the company. Um, but, but what does the future hold for Sealed?
1: The future for Sealed is further geographic e- expansion. Until recently, we were in New York State. We recently expanded into New Jersey and Connecticut. And you'll see us in more places both within our region and also outside of our region within the next 12 months.
0: Yeah, that, that's exciting. Um, Fantastic. So maybe if I were to summarize this, um it is cheaper utility bills, higher quality air, um, more comfortable house, no money up front, um, no risk for the for the customers, uh, sort of a win-win-win a here. Um, sounds like an incredible solution. Um, and, and obviously we're very, very positive on on the company and and hence we're investing. So where can people uh, go and find out a little bit more about SEAL?
1: People can go to SEAL.com to find more about SEAL. They can see if their home is qualified. And we also have a map on our website where you can look by county and by state to see how much homes like yours waste on energy.
0: Yeah, uh, I think some an eye-opening experience for a lot of people. Um, and, and maybe also just to just to put, put a pin in in some of the work that you guys do, some of the things are very sci-fi futuristic sounding, right? Like putting in a heat pump. But a lot of the work that you're doing is, um, frankly, just sort of bricks and mortar type simple stuff. You know, it's it's the weather sealing around the windows. It's the weather seal guard at the bottom of the door. It's it's things like that that just, um, you know, I, you you guys are just the easy button for it so that people can get it all done uh, rapidly and, and in a professional manner.
1: Exactly. I think that's a good way to think about sealed. It's an easy button to retrofit your home. Yep. Incredible.
0: Well, hopefully, um, those of you who own single-family houses out there uh, will go and check out Sealed. That's sealed.com. Um, and also, hopefully, they will be in your part of the country here soon, and then one day maybe even internationally So we're very excited to welcome Sealed to the the fifth world climate tech uh, team here, as uh, as we've made an investment and led their B round, um, and excited to see what you guys do in the future. So thanks so much for spending the time with us, Lauren.
1: Thanks for having me, Greg.
0: Thanks for listening to Fifth Wall's Tactical Toolbelt Climate Tech Podcast. For more on Fifth Wall and our efforts in climate tech, visit our website at fifthwall.com.